This is a review of the GC3 trial. Effects of lisinopril and transdermal glycerol trinitrate singly and together on six-week mortality and ventricular function after acute myocardial infarction. GC3 was published in The Lancet 1994. Background. By the time GC3 was undertaken, evidence had emerged suggesting afterload reduction with angiotensin converting enzyme inhibitors improved morbidity and mortality in patients with chronic systolic heart failure, and these agents were already an established treatment for acute severe heart failure based on theoretical grounds, despite lack of evidence from large-scale RCTs. There was also lower-level evidence that nitrates reduced mortality in patients with acute MI, and these drugs were broadly used in coronary care units at the time. The GC3 trial was undertaken to test the hypothesis that six weeks of treatment with lisinopril alone or transdermoglycerol trinitrate, GTN, alone reduced the combined endpoint of mortality and severe LV dysfunction at six months compared to controls. Patients. Patients were eligible if they presented with chest pain and ST segment elevation of greater than one millimeter in any lead of the ECG and or two millimeters in any precordial leads and were admitted to the cardiac intensive care unit within 24 hours from the onset of symptoms. Absolute contraindications included severe heart failure requiring any of the study treatments, KILOP class 4, high risk of hemodynamic deterioration after treatment with vasodilators that meant a systolic blood pressure less than 100 millimeters of mercury, or specific contraindications to study drug, such as a history of renal failure or bilateral renal artery stenosis, documented allergy to one of the study drugs, or other life-threatening diseases like cancer or serious respiratory disease. Baseline Characteristics The number of patients who were admitted to CCUs over the study period was 43,047, and 19,394 of these, or 45% of those screened, were randomized. Reasons for exclusion included more than 24 hours from onset of symptoms, that was 33%, contraindications to study treatment, that was 23%, Persistent hemodynamic instability, 15%, and administrative reasons, 28%. Similar to other GC trials, which also provided information on patients enrolled versus those who were not, women were more likely to be excluded, 31% of excluded versus 22% of enrolled, as were patients older than the age of 70, 41% excluded versus 27% enrolled. As expected, excluded patients had higher in-hospital mortality, 12% of excluded versus 6% enrolled. 78% of patients enrolled were men, and nearly three-quarters were under the age of 70. Patients with anterior STEMI accounted for approximately 27%, those with inferior 32%, and non-Q-wave MIs approximately 19%. Time from symptom onset was between 12 and 24 hours in 40%, between 6 and 12 hours in 25%, and less than 6 hours in 35%. The vast majority of patients had Killip scores of 1, that was 85%, with the remainder having a Killip score of 2, 14%. Study procedures. The study used a 2 by 2 factorial design, resulting in four treatment groups, lisinopril alone, 
transdermal nitrate alone, combined therapy with lisinopril and nitrates, or no trial therapy. Patients randomized to oral lisinopril received 5 milligrams at the time of randomization, followed by 5 milligrams 24 hours later, and 10 milligrams 48 hours later to be continued at a dose of 10 milligrams daily for 6 weeks. Patients with systolic blood pressure less than 120 millimeters of mercury could be started on 2.5 and titrated up, and if any time in the trial systolic blood pressure was less than 100, a maintenance dose of 5 milligrams daily could be adopted and temporary reductions to 2.5 milligrams daily was allowed. Those randomized to control received no treatment. Those assigned to transdermal nitrates were administered a continuous infusion over the first 24 hours. It was started at 5 mics per minute and increased by 5 to 20 mics per minute every 5 minutes for the first 30 minutes until systolic blood pressure fell by at least 10%, provided it remained over 90 millimeters of mercury. After 24 hours, the IV infusion was replaced with a transdermal patch provided 10 milligrams daily. The patch was applied every morning and removed at bedtime to provide a 10-hour nitrate-free period so as to keep tolerance to treatment to a minimum. If the patch was not tolerated, then 50 milligrams of isosorbide mononitrate was given orally once daily. Those randomized to control received no treatment. Endpoints. The combined primary endpoint was the same as GC2 and consisted of all-cause mortality plus the number of patients who had late, that was day four or later, clinical congestive heart failure or extensive LV damage as manifested by an ejection fraction less than 35% in the absence of clinical heart failure at six weeks and six months. Pre-specified subgroup analysis were declared for women and elderly patients greater than 70 years of age. A sample size of 20,000 patients was determined to detect a 20% reduction in the primary endpoint with the incidence rates of mortality and severe LV dysfunction based on the GC2 trial, 10% and 23% respectively. The primary analyses were lisinopril versus control, half of the patients in each group received nitrates, and transdermal nitrates versus control, half of the patients in each group received lisinopril. The results... 19,394 patients were randomized from 200 CCUs in Italy. Lisinopril significantly reduced the composite primary endpoint compared to control. The odds ratio was 0.90. The absolute values were 17% versus 15.6%. And the 95% confidence intervals went from 0.84 to 0.98. Lysinopril has also reduced the individual component of all-cause death, odds ratio 0.88, absolute value 6.3% versus 7.1%, 95% conference intervals 0.79 to 0.99. Lysinopril significantly increased the rates of persistent hypotension, the odds ratio there was 2.44, and the absolute values was 9% versus 3%. Conference intervals 2.17 to 2.74. Lisinopril also increased the rate of renal dysfunction. The odds ratio 2.09. Absolute values 2.4% versus 1.15%. And the 95% conference intervals went from 1.68 to 2.60. Lysinopril's effect on the composite endpoint and death were preserved in the pre-specified higher-risk subgroups. 
In older patients greater than the age of 70, lisinopril significantly decreased the combined endpoint. The odds ratio here was 0.83. The value is 24.8% versus 28.3%. The conference intervals went from 0.74 to 0.94. Also, lisinopril decreased death, 14.0% versus 15.6%. Odds ratios were not provided on the individual components of the endpoints in this pre-specified subgroup. In women, lisinopril significantly decreased the combined endpoint, odds ratio 0.86, absolute values 20.8% versus 23.4%, conference intervals 0.74 to 0.99. Lisinopril also decreased death 10.7 versus 12.9%. Adverse event outcomes are not provided for these subgroups. Unlike lisinopril, transdermal nitrates did not significantly reduce the combined endpoint, odds ratio 0.94, values 15.9 versus 16.7, and the conference intervals went from 0.87 to 1.02. Transdermal nitrates did not affect death either, odds ratio 0.94, absolute value 6.5 versus 6.9%, and the 95% conference intervals, 0.84 to 1.05. There were no significant differences in any other clinical events. In pre-specified subgroup analyses, transdermal nitrates did not significantly reduce the combined endpoint. However, absolute differences in death were very close to those seen with lisinopril. Additional results from this trial can be gleaned from the analysis of patients based on whether they were in one of four treatment groups based on the factorial design. One, lisinopril plus nitrates control. Second, nitrates plus lisinopril control. Three, lisinopril control plus nitrates control, i.e. double control. And four, lisinopril plus nitrates uh, double treatment. However, caution was urged in interpreting these underpowered comparisons that included sample sizes half as large as the primary comparison groups. Compared to double controls, neither lisinopril alone or nitrates alone significantly reduced the combined endpoint or death, but the absolute differences in events mirrored the primary analysis. However, the combination of lisinopril and nitrate significantly reduced both the combined endpoint odds ratio 0.85 absolute values 14.8 versus 17.0%, and the conference interval 0.76 to 0.94. The combination also reduced death, odds ratio 0.83, absolute values 6.0 versus 7.2%, and the conference intervals went from 0.70 to 0.97. These treatment effects were slightly larger than those for lisinopril alone. Conclusions? GC3 is the first trial to show that immediate treatment with ACE inhibition can reduce death and severe LV dysfunction in patients with acute MI, and this benefit is maintained in women and elderly patients who are at higher risk for experiencing adverse events. The number needed to treat for the combined endpoint and death at six weeks was 71 and 125, respectively. The NNTs to prevent these outcomes in women and elderly patients were considerably lower 
For example, relative risk reductions were preserved, resulting in higher absolute treatment benefits. The same effect, however, was not observed for transdermal nitrates. However, there was some hint from the trial that nitrates may have a synergistic effect when used in combination with lisinopril. It must be pointed out that, like the earlier beta blocker trials, patients in GC3 were hemodynamically stable and severe heart failure was an absolute contraindication. Thus, this trial does not say anything about the efficacy of ACE inhibition or nitrate therapy for patients with acute MI complicated by acute heart failure and or hemodynamic instability. Yet, both treatments were frequently used for severe heart failure based on pathophysiologic reasoning at the time, for example, effects of reducing preload and afterload on congestion and cardiac performance.